Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 530, where Drew and I will talk about comics originally releasing September the 25th, 2019. Before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, Drew, I missed last week, but you were gracious enough to extend a, a hand to Mike Myers, and you guys did a bang-up job last week. We did a long episode, I'll tell you that, and... Um yeah, we got some interesting feedback about, hey, it didn't suck with uh, without Kyle gone. And, and I'd like to point out it was very nice of you to have Michael Myers on the podcast on Friday the 13th. I saw what you were doing there with the, the little horror you know, flip in. Uh, you know, I did not I did no Halloween jokes, no, uh, no, no, uh, the Austin Powers jokes, no, no Michael Myers jokes of any kind. I didn't make fun of his 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 name at all. I was, I was very proud of myself. I was not on the podcast because <laughs> low hanging fruit might as well chalk me up for that. I was very proud of myself for that. Um, and let's do like a kind of a in, Jason has sent us this information, so let's do this as like an unofficial uh, sponsorship of promotion for the 2020 Amazing Comic Con Aloha. Jason does a bang up job as a as our junior reporter. Uh, on the street, man on the street at some of these conventions, doing interviews and and giving us information. So we want to share uh, the amazing Comic Con Aloha 2020 is the 21st of February through the 23rd of February, um, three days. That's, that's a good. That's a good amount of time for a con. Spend a little time at the con, get done, and then Valentine's Day right around the corner. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you're in paradise in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, good time for that. Uh, they their their guests are Billy D. Williams. So far, ah, been, there Billy you D. go. The great. Can you get D- Colt forty five in Hawaii? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, can you get Colt forty five anywhere? <laughs> yeah, I think it may be dead. <laughs> yeah, um, Donnie Cates has committed, which is a nice. heck of a get. Jimmy Chung, Philip Tan, David Nakayama, Adrian Paul. Uh, the Highlander, Duncan McLeod, the Highlander. Okay, yeah, okay, I know who that is now. Uh, David Jason Frank, I believe he's a um, Power Ranger. Of oh, sort. that's Green Ranger. I love Jason David Frank. Yep. Um, a bunch of my hero academia uh, voice <gasps> actors. Ooh. Uh, you're an anime guy, right? I've recently been thrust into a half a dozen animes, but I refuse to fully immerse myself. To just just dip in the toe. Yeah. Yeah. And actress Annie LeBlanc. Um, she is in the family drama Chicken Girls on Brat on YouTube. She's, I'm not familiar with that show. Um, but but uh, some good heavy hitters there. Uh, so this is Comic-Con Hawaii, uh, February 21st through the 23rd. And Jason will be there um, interviewing some of these folks for you. And we'll have that episode up sometime in the wintertime. So that's pretty cool. Um, Jason also had some questions for us. Excellent. Uh, uh, last week we were talking a little bit about print on demand and digital comics and what the future of of the comics comics industry might be. Um, and uh, Jason wanted to know, well, if they we do go to if the if the technology were to catch up and you could do print on demand, where you walk into a shop and say, "I want the latest Batman," they push a button and it gets printed and spit out for five bucks or so. Um, what would that do to the spec market? Um, it would be completely dead. It would be the King Griffey Jr. rookie card of the of the upper deck situation. You can just print them to exorbitance, uh, and they will lose all value. Nobody will care, and the industry will die. Okay, I don't remember the King Griffey Jr. thing. What is that? You know, there was, there's actually a Netflix documentary on it I watched many months ago, but it was pretty good. But, you know, the card to have in the... Uh, I can't remember exactly what, what it was. The upper deck baseball card was the King Griffey Jr. rookie card. And it was a $100 card for the longest point. But then there is no governing body for baseball cards at the time. So Upper Deck just kept pumping them out. And they just, like, it. there's nothing that says that that one card is one of 1,000 in that series. So there's some speculation that they were just printing full sheets of the King Griffey Jr. rookie card. 
Yeah, and flooding the market with it to the point where, like, everybody has them now, but it was such the the hot card for such a long time. But the fact that there was no cap market on it just completely ate the industry and essentially is one of the reasons that we, uh, all of our baseball cards aren't worth nothing now. Oh, so it's like they, they didn't have, like, first printing, second printing type stuff. Correct, or, or a number or anything of it or anybody, you know, agenting it. Ah, okay. So yeah, so yeah, that would. I mean, if if anytime something got hot, um, you know, if Rags from Antarctic Press was the hot book, and going for a hundred dollars, and you could go to a shop and print it out and pay five, well, I guess there wouldn't really be a collectible market anymore, and that would be the end of it. And yeah, scarcity you, and, is the entirety. And if you wanted, oh, the, I guess if you could kind of artificially make. Still have one in one hundred variants, I guess somehow. I don't know. How would you do that? I don't know. You couldn't. It's impossible. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you could do that. So, yeah, that would be the end of the spec industry. Yes. Also, what? What, what if? Um, what if ninety nine point nine percent of comics uh, produced were digital? What would that do to the spec market? Uh, probably the same. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be no collectability in having a. A, a digital comic, I wouldn't think. So, right, that makes no sense. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, as much as we say these obscure and awful things towards Diamond and the uh, the the big two and in, in the industry that it is, um, the way that they do things is the only thing that keeps it the industry and the thing that we love and enjoy. Yeah. So we think pre-order two-month advance pre-orders are ridiculous. And archaic way to do business, non-returnability is stupid, and um, all these things that make the industry weird and unique and frustrating, but also it makes it so those comics are scarce and sought after. And and, and I mean, the archaic nature of the two-month-out previews is pretty much non-existent anymore, thanks to the FOC. Not everybody's on FOC, though. But you have the ability to do FOC, so yep, with yep. just a little bit of uh, actual work, you can cut that two month time down to three weeks. Right, but not and, and but still, there are the back half publishers that are that never participate in FOC and can't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yep, and um, you'll always have your indie scene then. Yeah, so the indies will always continue. Now, depending on what you're considering indie, because like your images and such are working we, on. Are yeah, we don't really consider them indie anymore. Really, I guess. I do. They are in my heart. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, I guess they're they're at the big boy table as far as FOC is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes on to ask, "Well, what about conventions? How would conventions change if comics?" Well, I'm were... not going to Artist Alley to have them sign a digital book. Well, what about print on demand? I don't think that would make a difference. I think you would still have artists, and you'd still want them to sign your book, um, right? If you still. No. Cl- no? No. You think the collectability makes the conventions go round? Yep. Huh. So you couldn't... So, But see, you're a fan of... A I don't have people sign pictures of themselves. So why would I have on-demand books? People do that, though. I'm Not for me. That's not anywhere near my market or anything. Okay. okay. I have so, a book that I buy into, that I invest into, and therefore I take my investment and I... Uh, have my attachment to those artists and writers and and seek out their additional publishing and the, their cool things on it. But if they can just print whatever and what have you and yeah. have them sitting there, I mean, the lines are going to move a lot faster probably. What would you get? You know, would you walk up to your Jason David Frank and have him sign a little photo of himself to you? No, he was at our, he was at our um, Wizard World and I just kind of waved and walked by. Well, but okay. So, so there's nobody. There's no actor, star, that you would just want to get a picture of or a signature from. I'm a comic book nerd, sir. Not a star whore. Okay. All right. Well, I I think there are enough people, and there are enough pulp culturey comic conventions that. Mm-hmm. And I love that they feed the conventions. I think I don't think we'd have as successful conventions without those people in the in the TV and the things like that. But those two things are quite separated in my mind. Yes, and uh, completely yes. different hobbies. 
So I don't think print on demand would make a difference. And I don't know that digital would uh, completely destroy it. There would be less things to sign. Um, so it might just be more of a meet your creator and buy some of their work in print that you read digitally. Um, if, if it was more of a digital medium, it would be like... It just seems so impersonal with them. Like, hey, hold on a second. Let me let me change my ink cartridge and print you an issue lot issue eleven. True, true. So I guess if it was if the if the medium was a, a, a nearly a hundred percent digital, um, that's how people read. Would they go to meet their favorite creators at a con for any reason? And if see, I mean. In my head, I'm already deconvincing myself because, like, if I'm, I'm going up and I'm like, oh, there's the exclusive, you know, this con version of this thing that they're signing. That's possible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that we answered those, but uh, that's, no, it's it's a, it's a it's that's a, the way we do it. Yeah. <laughs> More questions than answered when we're done. Yeah. Um, he said, "Thanks, thanks, guys, for all your hard work." And please continue to have fun making these episodes. We will try, Jason. No, thank, thank you. you, Jason. You are too good to us, and we really, really appreciate you. Yes, yes, you are. Um, Patrick says, hey, they're supposed to announce the new Batman writer soon. Rumors are all over the place. Snyder, Tom Taylor, Tinian, Bendis. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, I, in my heart, I want it to be Tom Taylor, but like the bigger name is like Snyder, so I think they'll go for that panache if they're doing anything. Yeah, I, I wonder if he. God, it's going to be all, all dark metal all the time. Who do I think it's going to be? I, I don't know. I think I think Tom Taylor's already, like, denied that it's him. Mm-hmm. People um, lie, sir. People lie. That's true. And Bendis, I don't know how he could squeeze it in. <laughs> he's pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Tinian's an interesting choice. I mean, he's a Snyder disciple. Tinny and I was going to say, but I knew you'd eventually crap on him and call him my boy and be mean to him, so I didn't even bring him up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. And I'm, I'm more curious if they go monthly or twice a month still. Well, see, the obscure thing is if we're talking about the uh, Robert Pattinson one, right? Yep. yep. And that's rumored to be Long Halloween. Oh, okay. So... There's that. So that's what Jim Lee and somebody. Mm, yeah, I, was, I knew as soon as I was like, I got to. Okay, I'm just blanking on it. I, I have. Yeah. Or is that Tim Sale? I get. I, I can't remember. I can't remember who the creators were on that on Long Halloween. <laughs> Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, duh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I blanked on it. Oh, so bring them back. That would be yeah. quite that. That would actually be pretty a pretty big splash. Yeah, and I think that would instantly, instantly put it back over a hundred thousand. Yeah, um, whether you're doing monthly or twice a month, still. Yeah, I still think it. But I don't know. I don't know if any of them will be able to maintain twice monthly over a hundred thousand. Whoever it is. Yeah, it's tough. To, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know if anybody could do it um, for long. Um, now, if it goes back to once a month, well, you saw Snyder do it for 30 weeks or 30 months, 40, 40 months, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where once a month he his Batman title was over 100,000 almost the entire time. So that's definitely possible. Um, but I think if they, if they continue the twice a month cadence... Um, some big splash like that, big names like that, would be cool. But uh, I really like that answer. So I, let's go with let's go with um. What'd you say, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale? Jeff, yeah, Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale. Because like I was just reading some things about the speculation is the the new Batman, as far as you know, the movies are concerned, is going to be based on Long Halloween. So why not build around some continuity there? Yeah, yeah and I don't know what they've done for a, when the last time they did anything can't think of anything it's been a while Mm-mm. yeah that's a good that's a good one um ezra wants to know if there are any comic characters you never want to read again for him it's moon knight 
Ezra. <laughs> That's not cool, man. This is two weeks in a row I've been, uh, Moon Knight's been mid-slammed. Um, I'm starting to take it personally. Um, anybody you never want to read again, you've, that, you're, that you're fed up. You've read enough of them. You, you've read their stories. You, you, don't, you don't like the character or for whatever reason, you just, you've read enough. I'm to that point on Wolverine. You're done with Wolverine. There's no point. It's all dumb, repetitive. Uh, let's shoot him with something and see how close to killing him. Oh, guess what? He's not killable. He, he's back. Oh, that's great. I don't care. <laughs> so that, that's a big one. Wow. I mean, honestly, give me a compelling Wolverine anything in, I'll give you the last 10 years. Yeah. Since Old Man Logan. Yeah. If you, I, yeah. If you, if, I like Old Man Logan a lot. Um, so and I've done the Savage Wolverines. I've done the Wolverines. I've done the X Men. I've done the and and there's no meat on the bone. And I also in, and I very much enjoyed the one that was based on the audiobook mm-hmm. or the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed that Wolverine story a lot. So I still enjoy Wolverine stories from time to time. Um, for me, oh, who do I not want to see a read again? Um. I mean, Wolverine can be around. I just have no interest in him. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and I think this is definitely based on personal preference. Yeah, because like I still have my long eye roll for the Fantastic Four, but that's yeah. I mean, I've tried Wonder Woman so many times. There you go. And I can't, I can't get into it. So I, I, I could never read another Wonder Woman comic, and I'd be fine. Um, yeah. I don't know what that what that means, but I. Yeah, I just I've tried tried the Rucka, tried some before that, and um, I've sampled on and off, and none of them, none of them really clicked where it's yeah, a character I care about. And like as of late, I'm 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 struggling more and more with Superman. I still think there's some really good stories out there, so I'm not ready to write him off. Mm-hmm. But it's tougher to grab me on those kind of things. I mean, I mean, I'm not a complete Superman guy, but lately I've just yeah, like. Nothing even sounds interesting in the Superman realm. Oh, I, I thought I think aside this, from Super Sons, I really like Super Sons. I thought Superman Year One that Frank Miller and John Romita Jr. are doing is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the Clark Kent, John Jonathan Kent, uh, Lois stuff. That that was Tomasi. I thought that mm-hmm. was fantastic. So um, and I you know I thought Tom I think Tom King did some good uh, Superman in the Walmart books. I, I like that run. Um, so there's uh, for me there's tons that I'm enjoying, and and I even like some of the Bendis, not all, some of the Bendis runs on action and and so, um, and then the uh, what's the what's the event event Leviathan, mm-hmm. um, which has got a lot of a lot of soup in it. Um, I think that's pretty good. So I disagree with you on Superman. You do a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Michael Lamb says, "What do you think about birds?" the Birds of Prey comic being canceled and then being redone as a black label book for next February. Okay, I hadn't heard that. Um, that's interesting. Uh, does that where that belongs? That book belongs? Birds Do of everything Prey? black label. Honestly, I, that's what I want more of. I want more, you know, darker content, more adult-themed content. Elseworld-Z stuff. Elseworld-Z, exactly. Outside of continuity, necessarily. Whatever happens in the year doesn't have to change the dynamics of things going forward, necessarily. Isn't that really all comics, though? I mean... Yeah, and in all reality. Like, he's dead! He's dead going forward! Wait, he's back alive. Never mind. Then we chop off a hand, and oh, we'll never mention that again, and it, it, it appears again, and oh, now he's dead. Oh, he's back, and... I mean, Spoiler. I don't. Why does it matter? Why does continuity and canon matter so much? I mean, uh, can't you just tell the stories and if they fit, they fit, and if they don't, you can pretend they're outside in an Elseworlds. I mean, they're all made up, make believe anyway. It's true because I get in so many arguments with comic book people like myself, where they they and in every realm, even the Star Wars. Star Wars is a good example where. Yeah, you know, I get in these arguments where we talk about the Last Jedi, and they're like, "That is not the uh, that is not the Luke Skywalker that we've been built. That's not him. That's not true to that character, and it's that quote unquote true to that character or the character I fell in love with or the character I know through continuity mm. that mostly just causes more fights than anything." 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, Star Wars is a great example because that's that's where you get the, uh, you know, that's that 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 didn't really count or that wasn't really part of it. Mm-hmm. Though um, this stuff's now legacy, and this stuff's kind of in there, and we're yeah. rewriting this exact thing, but slightly more skewed to what we want it to be, kind of things. Yeah, interesting. But it's because we love it, and we want to want want the things that we love to continue. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's you know, we're passionate about this stuff, so therefore. Um, they have very strong opinions, <laughs> and everybody has very very strong opinions about That's this. Right. So that being said, go Black Label. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, Birds of Prey is it my first? Would be my first choice yeah. for that. But did that's... you see the poster for the movie? Mm-mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, skepticism arises. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh no, I'm not liking what I see in. Well, we didn't have you last week for our. Um, sneak peek at the uh the comic sales for august so we didn't have you to do the guess on um what how many how many uh the number one title which was absolute carnage mm-hmm. would sell in in copies and we didn't have you to guess how many of the top 10 would be over a hundred thousand heck so, you could have guessed how many were over two hundred thousand yeah exactly um, which I would have been closer. <laughs> um, so uh, I believe I believe Mike guessed two hundred fifty thousand as the top seller, and he guessed five items over a hundred thousand. I guessed uh, under two hundred thousand for the top item, and three items over a hundred thousand. So, so you got dunked on. I got dunked on. Yes. So <laughs> first of all the. The top seven are all over a hundred thousand, which is the most over a, over a hundred thousand for quite a while, yeah. if I recall. Yeah. Um, perhaps this whole year, into last year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yep. Uh, I I would have to do some research, and I just think my memory's good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to do that. Sure. Uh, so, so that's very impressive. Um, the top slot was Absolute Carnage, the first issue, that eight dollar. A comic that did two hundred and thirty-three thousand copies, so That's almost two fifty. So Mike was kind of close on that. Um, and then Marvel Comics one thousand, a ten-dollar book, ten dollars did two hundred and six thousand. Um, that's a it's a big one, um, big number, and a lot of profit to be made there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Batman Superman number one uh, was a hundred and fifty-six thousand, and it's returnable. So you add. Is it ten percent or fifteen percent, something like that? Yeah, you've been telling me ten. Um, so another fifteen thousand or so. So uh, that's going to be up there. I think that's going to sell through. So the, the well-received book. Hmm. And then we have a series of House of X, Powers of X, House of X, Powers of X for the <laughs> yeah, third. Yeah, a, a lot of weird orders. Yeah, for the third and second issue, but it doesn't go in the order you'd think it would. Uh, but anyway, they're all. Uh, Around a hundred thousand to hundred nine thousand in there. Uh, those are all five dollar books. Uh, very popular series that I set out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the second issue of Absolute Carnage w- was at rank eight, and it did ninety four thousand, um, which was a monumental drop from the two hundred thirty three thousand that the first issue did. Yeah, but 59% really, nine percent attrition. Really, a solid number. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and then Batman seventy seven comes in, uh, eighty one thousand, um, and then you have to go all the way down to seventy six. Where's the down next to Batman? Rank twenty. Yeah, and and the reason is because of the cardstock um, was a different price point. Mm-hmm. So you go down to so the the cover A sold fifty eight thousand for um, Batman seventy six. And then if you go down some more to the next Batman uh, seventy six, there that's the cardstock version. I think that was like twenty three thousand or something like that. So you push those together, and it puts it back up there into the top ten, next to uh, Batman seventy seven. Gotcha. So um, not as dire as it looks at first glance because of the different price points of the cardstock variant. Um, then rounding out the top ten, we have Batman Curse of the White Knight, the second issue, 
which did uh, 74,000 copies. And uh, what was the drop on that from the first issue? Do you have that in front of you? Uh, just, not, just 20%. So from 94,000 to 74,000. Pretty solid, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, did we have any of those uh, deltas where uh, the comic rose uh, from its previous issue? Um, let's see here. Venom went up. Uh, Spider-Man went up. Actually, yeah. Yeah, both of Spider-Man went up. Mortal Hulk went up. So yeah, we got a few things on the rise a bit. Good. If you nothing, look at nothing like giant jumps though. If you look at seventeen and nineteen, you have uh, deceased number four. Uh, the cardstock out actually outsold the cover A. Uh, and they're about evenly split, which was interesting because when we look at the look at the bat. Yeah, number it was like a three to one ratio of the cover A mm-hmm. over the cover B. Um, so I thought that was interesting that the actual the more expensive cardstock version outsold the lower price version. Yeah. And if you put those together, that's a uh, hundred and twenty thousand copies sold, which would have put it at the in the at rank four in the top ten and made yet another of the top ten over a hundred. So that 000. was for deceased, right? That was for deceased. Yeah, because yeah. the previous month was one hundred thirty-three thousand for uh, issue number three. So it's very little drop off. Because mm-hmm. it's a good book, people still sticking to that good book. Yeah. What else as you're looking through there that uh, jumps out at you? Anything? Ghost Spider number one at rank twenty-nine, forty-seven thousand for the first issue of that. I'm thinking the name change actually hindered this a little bit because I think normally when a uh, Spider Gwen came out, it was it all peaked a little higher than that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Boom Studios Once in Future did 29,000. Yeah. A bigger number than I thought it would be. Very but uh, there was a lot of hype, a lot of, um, uh, that's, that's, um, there's still some demand for that book. So mm-hmm. it's a good number. Uh, at rank 57, Major X, the zero issue was 31,000. So think that's the lowest of all of them so if you want the whole series in first cover you yeah get that. you gotta search out that zero i kind of wish they would um i really wish they would kind of put the the comics together next to their card stock i guess i can sort by name alphabetically and that'll help me Having trouble finding the cardstock version of the thing mm-hmm. next to next to it. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen for DC uh, going to it. It's number two is already down to twenty one thousand. So the first one only did thirty, and the second one twenty one already is that or lowest. That's a twelve issue arc. Wow. Yeah. Boy, the same uh, thing with Lois Lane. Like Lois Lane is at rank eighty three. Lois Lane number two is already down to twenty five thousand from number one, having forty thousand. So yeah. based on common attrition, by the end of these series, they'll be in the mid teens, if not low teens. Aquaman just um, whew, only sold eight thousand copies of its cardstock. Mm-hmm. Version for um, fifty one and uh, twenty four thousand of its regular copy. Oh man, that's just not great for a Justice League character. Mm-hmm. Um, Batgirl, its cardstock outsold its regular copy and it pushed it to twenty five thousand or so. Not great. Remember how we talked for a bit about number 122, Arrow, from Marvel, how they were pumping up the number one numbers with free books on everything? Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't do that with number two, so it went from 76,000 copies of number one to 16,000 for number two, a 78% attrition rate on that one. So flood the market with the ones, didn't catch on as well with the twos, big discrepancy between one and two one of the bigger i've ever seen yeah that's nuts yeah some of these the wasn't even worth the cardstock doing the cardstocks 
Nice to see that uh, at rank 129, Unnatural uh, 12, that was the last issue of that from Image. Yeah. Um, going up 28% for that last issue. So it's people coming out and supporting the uh, finality to that 12 issue run. Yeah, coming back in, recognizing that it's that it's ending, and check and checking back in. That, or it being kind of well enough written for people to want to be like, "Hey, I I I didn't stay up with it, but I want to know how this ends." Yeah. yeah and there you go, cool. rank one thirty nine, white trees, one of two, um, fourteen thousand on issue one. So that two issue series from uh, blah blah blah, what the heck, Zadarsky from Zadarsky. That's going to be worth... Ha- you want to have that. Because like I said, I think he's doing that as kind of a treatment to sell. Just a two-issue, like, here's what we got piece. And there's going to be probably less than 10,000 10, copies of the one and two, if my math and thinking are correct. Right. Um, from Zadarsky, who's a, becoming a bigger and bigger creator. So uh, I, think you wanna, I think you want to have both those issues. If you got to run out and get them, get them now. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Wando's Bad Reception, first issue from Aftershock. Um, it's uh, 6500 Returnable, so a little bit more than that. Maybe 7000 There you go. Same thing with Swordmaster at 147 from Marvel. Uh, you know, 42000 on issue one due to some uh, extra Marvel pumping through that, but only 12.9 on issue two. Uh, it's almost 70% attrition. I'm really curious now how the acetates do. Yeah, um, it, it's it was it's really strange seeing these cardstock numbers coming in because for the most part, people sh- people shy away from them. But then there were a couple of in- instances um, where they outsold sig- or outsold significantly. And some their of those covers, the covers were were nicer. They're just better covers. It could have just been as simple as the art's better. Yeah, that's no true. But, you know, we looked at the, the cardstock stuff long and hard, and not really any of it had great art. I don't remember. Yeah, nothing blew my socks off. Faithless did not end great. 224, issue 5 from that, 7,000 copies. But then it had the erotic co- cover that did another 7,000. Yeah, uh, yeah. True. And then and then an FOC cover that okay. did thirteen thousand. Yeah, but compared to the pre, I'm assuming we're comparing cover A to cover A when we look at the previous month at issue four, um, it was fifteen thousand for issue four. Oh, okay. They are adding those together for that. Okay, so it's yeah thirteen, thirteen thousand if you add up the the two covers. But yeah. isn't there also an FOC cover? So I guess they're counting. Them, I can't remember which which one there was and was not. I guess they're counting that with the cover A because it's the same price. Yeah. I didn't realize that. They so maybe, perhaps there wasn't an FOC. Who knows? Okay, I'm, I'm just. I'm pretty sure it. there was. I'm pretty sure there was for five. Gotcha. But I think it was the same price. It was the erotic cover that was a dollar more. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah, all kinds of neat stuff here. Anything else jump out at you? Uh. Not really. We talked about. I uh, remember when we talked about Shredder in Hell from IDW. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're they're losing some steam because issue four, it's uh, it's you know just under ten thousand, but it's eighteen weeks late. Oh okay. Yeah. Not great. Yeah. If you're if you don't see anything else, let's go ahead and make our way over to the FOC uh, email and um, and list for the week. Uh, of course, the FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to pick up some books that we made out of God on our previews, or we've got more information in the last few weeks and we've changed our mind on things. Uh, of course, Drew and I get our list from Cowabunga. Eric is nice enough to curate a wonderful list of what is offered on the FOC. Of course, we have from now until midday Monday to uh, add or take away any of these books from our order and still get our nice little discount on all kinds of fun stuff. Um, our local FOC here that's up the road does not, or our local LCS up the road does not do FOC. So, of course, we do all our business through Cowabunga, and they are very, very good to us. If your LCS is not good to you, uh, reach out. Or if you're just curious what's on an FOC, reach out and get on that list as well. Show note has all that information on you. Of course, Eric likes to pull a few things that he sees in it just uh, for the sake of interest. 
He's pulled Harleen number two of three. We, of course, we're talking about DC Black Label, and Harleen is on it. Uh, of course, Stepan Sajic writing that, and an awesome, cool-looking cover there. That's a great cover. That is very cool. He's got a, a big dog in the number two slot, John Burns, Fantastic Four Artists Select, hired cover from IDW, coming in at just north of 100 bucks for that thing. We have marked number one from Image Comics, David Hine, Brian Haberlin, writing on that one. So you can jump on if you're changing your mind and want to get in on that. You have the opportunity to do that. And from our good friends at Marvel, X-Men number one, DX. Whatever DX, I can't remember off the top of my head what that is. Uh, Jonathan Hickman writing that. Yeah, it's so a Neil the, Francis U cover that's really nice, too. Yeah. Those are just the things that uh, Eric and the folks at Cowbunker Comics have curated for us. Let's dig a little deeper into the FOC and see if there's anything we can find. And let's start in Dark Horse. Um, I I highlighted uh, the first issue of Steeple. It came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't got a chance to read it yet. Um, but the second issue is there and available. As is the third issue of Strayed. And... Um, Orville, uh, which is a really fun read if you're enjoying this the series. I really like I really like Orville's uh, comic version as well. Good stuff. Anything else in Dark Horse? Nope. First thing that pops out to me is Batman number eighty one cardstock variant edition by Francisco Martina on that one. Is an amazing break the back on Batman cover with Bane. Uh, it's never looked cooler than that right there. That is just one to have to put on the wall and to just look at forever. Well worth the price of admission on that one, just because it's so cool looking. Um, did we have that? No. Did, did we did we order one of those before? No. Do you want one now? No. Because we also have Dollar Comics Batman 497, which is the actual breaking of the bat back yeah. for a dollar. And I have I have a uh, several of those. Yeah, I think you got on my eBay one. store. If you're interested, and it's worth more than a dollar, dang it! <laughs> so your market is now becoming less and less. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't help. I'm thinking about that cardstock now that you pointed it out for eighty one. It is really cool looking. Yeah, and that Harleen's pretty beautiful too. Harleen is also beautiful, and you know I'm a big Sashik guy. Yeah, he's great, and it's um, an interesting take on his uh, his variant edition of that one. But I like the cover A. Shane Davis's Metal Men cover is very nice. Dan Didio's writing that. Uh, he's putting stepping out from behind the the boardroom desk and. Uh, and take his take a crack at writing a, a story. And the last time, time we read uh, Metal Men during New Fifty Two, we actually really liked it. And yeah, did some yeah. cool things with the story. And then it disappeared. Yep, and then it went back into the closet for a few years to come out later. Did, did they put it? Did Metal Men make it into like one of those anthologies, like Legends of Tomorrow or something, for a while? Uh, or was, that's right. I don't know if they did or not. Uh, Man, I'm depressed. Can we just end the podcast right here? Oh, no. Just look at Nightwing 65 variant and just just lose your will to live. Is it bad? The variant Uh, edition? Yes. It's bad? I think it's... Pop Mahan is the artist. What do you think of that? Uh, It's lightning in the back. He looks very angry. He looks... Okay, we'll go with angry. Those hands don't look right in front there of the person. Those fingers look all broken. Are they supposed to be all broken? We're going to assume yes, but something's... I don't know, I'm counting. Hey, we at least got five on each hand, I think. Yeah. That's bad. The Bruno Redondo is not much better. No, neither of them. And it's just... Put some quality in a Nightwing. Come on, man. Where's my Dan Mora Nightwing cover? Yeah, what happened to that? That was a good series. Uh, I'm depressed now. Well, maybe the story's fantastic. I don't care. The art can't be horrible. Yes, gotcha. 
there's the aforementioned uh, Jimmy Olsen, who uh, Kyle pointed out um, dropping precipitously in sales, but I think is a good read. So yeah, support that if you can. Anything else from DC? I want to look at these Teen Titans real quick. I always like some of these covers. Some of sometimes they do a great job. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Some zombified Teen Titans. I like that. If you're waiting on me to say, to select something from IDW, I cannot. All right, moving on down to Image. Marked. Of course, we're talking you know, yeah, mark, about marked. Yep, that was the one that was that was highlighted. And, you know, get it. My favorite is when we do these double size for a single price issue one. They're really putting their money where their mouth is on these things. For four bucks, you get a double size. We're really trying it. So uh, yep. I'm in on that. Plenty of absolute carnage from Marvel, if you are into that. Okay, Plenty so of things done, to choose from. Image, I guess. I think so. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. <laughs> Oh my goodness, so much carnage. So much Scream, carnage. Scream, Avengers, Mainline, Deadpool. My goodness. All absolute carnage. Uh, if you look at Spider-Man number two of five, this is the J.J. Abrams and his son writing with Sarah Pacelli doing the art. Yeah. Interiors. And I read the first issue already. Mm-hmm. Um... It was fantastic. Oh yeah, uh, I really, JJ's really liked. my boy because you know I was a big Lost guy. Yeah, I really, really liked that first issue, um, and it's introduces a new character, a lot of um, spec stuff there. That's uh, quite a possibility. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I'm assuming huh. at some point there there might be a Spider-Man number one. Uh, second print and if that's the case that character might be on the cover keep your eye out for that okay that's um, awesome that's good spec stuff there um, but it's it was really good read too first and foremost really really great read I enjoyed it so we've got all these I think the DX must be the artist is that right that for the X-Men number one no, there's a uh, there's some sort of event thing that's oh DX. Donna of X. DX. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's okay. what I couldn't think of earlier. Oh, okay. True Believers X Men Jubilee, True Believers X Men Richter. I don't think I care about either of those. What about the Mark Bagley Every Mutant Ever cover? It's independently orderable. Wait, 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 wait. X Men number one. Bagley Every Mutant Ever variant. If you take a look at that, um, that's a heck of a cover, and it's independently orderable. That's pretty cool. What do you think about that? Well, that's not Every Mutant Ever. Where's the other side of this that I have to order? Yeah, do you think that's maybe that'll be this like is going to be a connection. issue two? Yeah, or some weird thing that I'm going to have to go out and find. Yeah. Like a series that he's doing, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat. It's pretty yes, neat. Yes, very cool. But we have an art germ cover A, so let's go and click on that and just step <laughs> there for a second. So let's not even bother with anything else. I we mean, can get an art that germ. you can order in addition to, but this is what you get. Look at uh, that. Yeah. Look it's at that. Nice. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's got a bit of a broken finger there on that one. All right. Anything else in Marvel? I don't think so. Even the number two on Once in Future going to a third print. Oh, Jai Lee, what a cover. Holy crap. Once in Future number two, third print. And there's an FOC version for Something is Killing Children number two as well. Uh, the first one uh, um, did did quite well. And another good, good comic, good read. Yeah. Which that was your boy, James Tinian, so I was yep. giving him a shout out there. I appreciate that. Yeah, you I'm, growing as a human. I'm not a hater. <laughs> Completely. All the time. That's yeah, true. 
You are redeemable, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, let's head down to see one of our smaller publishers. Uh, we've got, uh, from Vault, we've got the cult classic number one. That's Elliot Rahal doing the art, or doing the writing and art and cover by John Bivens. Um, it might be interesting. Absolutely. Anything else on these small publishers down here that pops out at you? Tons of Vampirella, man. Man. Rick and Morty continues to do the character sheets for its second iteration of the Dungeons and Dragons characters. Which, uh, can't go back to the well, right? I've missed too many in the second half to go back to the well. I just yeah. have my first ones. Yeah. We did, we did, I think we made it through our first ones unscathed and got yep, them and all. so we were correct that these are awesome things we need to continue to do these awesome things we just not did not continue to collect these things but they're pretty much. dope too hard yep here we have uh rick as a wizard wizard fighter rick a wizard fighter yeah there's plenty of characters to choose from so you could do this for quite some time yeah no bag everybody gets to be a hobbit <laughs> and that's probably it for foc yeah it's it in the foc so thanks for tagging along with that uh, there's a few things to make sure you snag up and not to miss, and we're glad we have the opportunity to revisit those kind of things. So, pretty awesome. So, what now else we want to, yeah, we want to take a look at Cover Price's top ten, the hottest ten books curated by Cover Price on eBay. Uh, number one is Young Avengers. Number one sold fifty-eight copies of that bad boy this week. I um, have that. Yeah, they have a few. It's the first appearance of the Young Avengers. So that's hot, I guess. And uh, Raw, it's selling for 60 bucks, And Graded, it's selling for $245. Um, I am Raw. I got a... You got... What'd you say? Mine's just Raw. Yeah. But it's still, 60 right bucks. I'm looking at it right now. Um, for uh, our dollar bin investment, it's quite okay. worth, worth quite a bit. Um the 50 copy incentive spawn 300 still still sought after 50 of them sold this week um, on average is 65 dollars a piece a one in 50 normally goes for 40 bucks so it's only yeah. up to 65 so no not great there's a codex variant for the absolute carnage versus deadpool number two uh 23 sold this week uh, around 27 dollars a piece Something is Killing Children, uh, we mentioned earlier. This is the cover A. This is the one I have a couple of copies of. You only didn't get the selling. Prison? Uh, I, I might have got that on the FOC. Gotcha. But I didn't do it in the initial order. And um, it's only selling for $9. Bloodshot 37, 17 sold this week. Selling for $23 in a, on average for Raw. It's the first appearance of Papa Juju, who is part of the movie option. Um, the Frizzin variant of Something is Killing Children uh, sold for $15. Uh, 32 of them sold this week. Infamous Iron Man, number one, uh, 13 sold. The first appearance of Tony Stark as an AI. There are rumors that that will be Tony's role in an upcoming movie or Disney Plus thing. Can't remember. Um, Harbinger, number one, from Valiant. Uh, this is old school. How old is this? Hmm. Uh, it, uh, this has recently been optioned for a movie. Um, I've probably thrown some of these away. Uh, in, <laughs> in, uh, remember those grab bags? Those yeah. 50, 50 comic grab bags. There was a ton of Harbinger in there always, and I never wanted any of it. Um, man, that's crazy. Whoops. Yeah. $80. Seriously? Yeah. Um, graded average, 188 for a 9.4. A 9.8 recently sold for 730 bucks. Because there's only that's, one of them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's... Aren't those cardstock? They should, you should be able to get a lot of 9.8s out of that, I would think. Ugh. Interesting. Uh, Undiscovered Country, the Ash Can... From San Diego Comic Con, selling for seventy-five bucks. Sixteen of them moved. Um, it looks like it got optioned already. Um, surprise! Uh, 
Scott Snyder book. Yeah. Uh, Batwing nineteen still I hot. Have, I have to have this. I have most of those. I think. Yeah, you. you so should. Is, is the speculation that Lucas Fox is going to be the new Batman that we keep hearing? They're going to have a, a black Batman coming up. Or that when they relaunch Batman in DC comics, he'll be black. Gotcha. And what and about that? We're just speculating that it will be Lucas Fox, and there's nothing but official necessarily, right? Oh, I I don't know. I don't know where this information's coming from. But sell it while you can, man. Forty two bucks for a dollar bin Batwing nineteen. Why not? Gotcha. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. Um, so now let's slide over to our sneak peek for the week. Sure. Let's head on over to previewsworld.com. Let's see what's happening on September 25th, 2019. I'm hitting there, hitting the table view, and let's start in image. There's your deadly class, Drew. Yes, I am uh, current on this. I, oh, I had been saving them up to read them like as a trade, and mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, and I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait, so I, I read the last four in a row, and I'm just like, come on, come on, when's 40 coming out? There you go, and 40 is the start of a four-issue arc. Yeah, good stuff. I, I still am upset about sci-fi not picking this up, or yeah. somebody not picking this up. Okay. Pretty violent, of course, going to a second print on issue one, and two also available, so not too late to get back into that series there. I uh, think that's a different cover for the second printing. Looks different. Yep. Uh, this was way better than uh, the cover looked, I thought. Um, cover kind of shook me a little bit. Wanted, kept me away. But when I read it, I thought it was great. Then we have this uh, SFX, Safe Sex, F- SFSX, Safe yep. Sex, number one. Tina Horn, Michael Dowling, Tula Lote. Got a ton of these on order. I'm 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 uh, betting big on this one. I ordered a couple as well. And then um, you talked about white trees. There's the second printing of issue one yep. and um, the, the second issue. Yep. Short, small, tiny print run. Run, grab the second one, and then own the first of each of them, and just know that they're probably going to do something with them. Yeah, it, it's. Only two issues. It's probably going to be a treatment for something. Mm-hmm. But with Zdarsky, he's pretty prolific. So it could just be, hey, this is a short story idea I had. Uh, I don't really, don't. It's not going to go anywhere. I I only have a couple of issues, you know, a couple issue story out of it, and maybe it doesn't go anywhere. But I don't know. The way people gobble up IP nowadays. You think I can get a hold of the first issue or uh, first print of one? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, I should try to get a hold to... Oh, well. Anyways, okay. Thinking out loud. Dead of Dark Horse. I think I, I think I ordered two. If you really want one, you can have one of mine. Hmm. Wouldn't be the first time you snake me. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Uh, I'll start writing it down in my journal. <laughs> Dear diary, <laughs> another time Kyle was mean to me. Kyle hurt me again. You cut me to the quick. All right, you are my local Matt Kent expert, so we have Ether Disappearance of Violet Bell, number one of five. Right. Remember when Ether, the original Ether, came out two volumes ago? Nope. And, and I was excited about it, and then I yeah. read it, and I thought, yuck. Oh, that's this right, you not, didn't like it, and I made This is bad. Yes. This is bad, Matt Kent, to me. Mm. And so I skipped the rest of that and then haven't cared about any subsequent volumes. Excellent. So that's just me, though. So there isn't anything in Dark Horse to even talk about. <laughs> Moving no, on. You're right. IDW. Yeah. Reprinting the issue one of October Faction uh, for the Netflix series. Celebrate the upcoming. So if you really want to read it before it hits... Um, they're reprinting it and charging you four dollars. Alright. TMNT is doing some cool things. Heading up to issue one hundred. 
so I imagine these uh, 98s will probably sell through. Go back to second prints. Transformers Galaxies, another Transformers. It makes me feel like I'm. Ooh, the Constructicons, one of my personal favorites. And down to some DC stuff. Let's see what's going on in DC. see Batgirl having its card stock and its standard Carmine DG and Dominico on the Year of the Villains one. I'm not familiar with that bad guy, but that's pretty cool looking. Uh, some of these Year of the Vi Villain stuff has been pretty awesome. Uh, Curse of the White Knight. Of course, Batman's second version of this Elseworld title by Sean Murphy. Uh, continuing to trudge along there. Batman Superman, number one, sold tremendously. So uh, I look for the same with that. And we have, oh, that's awesome. We have Shazam Who Laughs in at number two there. Uh, really cool cover by David Marquez on the very first cover A issue for that one. And let's see what's on the cover B. Um, not as impressive. A cool little split with the uh, Batman Who Laughs on that one. But that cover A is definitely where it's at definitely a good looking book there cannot beat that um, we've been hearing a lot of stuff, we got Batman Beyond here with Francis Manipold on the variant, we've been hearing a lot of stuff about maybe them trying to split Batman Beyond uh, off in the CW worlds coming up so I think we're going to get some more heat on Batman Beyond stuff so anything you can snack, snap up in the Terry McGinnis world or some of the Batman Beyond stuff, I think that may be our next play in some of our TV verse stuff, so that's just some of the stuff I've been reading about. So, oh, if really? you find those things, uh, grab them. You know, find some of your early Terry McGinnis stuff for any of those uh, things. Because I think that's going to be one of the next things to have some heat because there's been some talks of uh, spinning that out of some of the CW stuff. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. I mm -hmm. heard that. And here we have Harley number one. We talked about number two on FOC, and we talked about you know having these uh, DC black black label imprints. I cannot wait to read this. Of course, you know, I've said I really like Sejic. Oh, um, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, and cover B's beautiful as well. And we talked about this multiple times. I don't like the current direction of Harley, but I loved her villain's cover where she murdered hundreds and hundreds of children. <laughs> that is the Harley that I want to see and desire, and I'm hoping we're that's closer really to that in these things. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, it's the way I feel. I cannot get away from that so um like with harley number one they are giving me exactly what i asked for so thank you for that anything else in dc that i really like not really a ton dollar comic crisis on infinite earth that's that 1980s classic reprint for a dollar i did read the um scooby scooby do where are you 100th issue uh-huh um, it was nice, you know. It was. It felt like a kind of like an episode from back in the day. So I'm kind of curious about the the team up number fifty and fiftieth uh, anniversary giant. I might check those out. Just go. a little nostalgia kick for me. And for Scooby Doo team up number fifty, we have uh, Batman chilling on the cover. Oh Who's yeah, Scooby as well, and Batmite. Very nice. That's Stop by and say hello to the Jenny Frizen cover on Wonder Woman 79, and then head on down to Marvel. Man, absolute carnage. Fourth print. Carnage is doing everything. So many. Loki Unleashed. Ghost Spider number two. Interesting. Number one, going back for a second print. Looks like a different cover on that one as well. Do we care about New Mutants World War Children, even though it has Chris, Chris, Chris Claremont and Bill Senkevich? Ah, that's right. Man, that is tempting. Yep. Even if it's, yeah, it's a $5 book, why are they going to do that? <laughs> Uh, a lot of powers of X, um, number five, various variations, and 
This has been a hot book. Yeah, people, of six, like and it. as well as it's sold, I can see that changing to an eight real quick. Really <laughs> no kidding. An, an alpha and an omega? Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, Age of Resistance, Kylo Ren, number one. Learn a little bit more about him, hopefully, so I will be reading that one. Is that uh, Tom Taylor doing that one, too? That is Tom Taylor yep. doing that one too. Yep, he did Ren and the uh, Ray, not Ren. He did Ray and the yep. what's her name, the girl that got all the backlash. Phasma. No. Or no, a, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're saying. Crap. Asian yeah. girl, I can't remember her name. Rose. 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 Yeah. Yeah, she wrote. He wrote both those. Uh, this teeny Howard Thanos book is ending at six here. Okay. Just really didn't do anything on this one. Nowhere no. near what the last one was, or the one before that even. I think they're ending the Superior Spider-Man too. Um, probably, a, I'm guessing a twelve, so they can get two full trades out of it. Um, I I enjoyed it a lot, but I guess I'm in the minority again. <laughs> As I've said, no interest in Wolverine, and here we have Wolverine. Annual, and we've got Wolverine Battles, The Magic Mystery, and Mayhem of Morgan Le Fay. That yeah. Batman versus or, uh, Wolverine versus a magic user. That is that doesn't sound a string at all. Down to Dynamite. You talked about Chastity, we talked about earlier. Leah Williams, I think we just talked about it a few weeks ago in FOC, if I remember correctly. Um, that's right, they. Get Nick Bradshaw's butt or kick, kick butt chastity number one cover of his alleged version variant, and add a jewel to your comic collection. No, thank you. Yeah, these are the expensive ones here. Yeah, so those are all fifty bucks. Those aren't even worth even looking at. Let's see here: Vampirella and Sonya, Warlords of Mars, all kinds of stuff. We're getting down into some of our smaller publishers here. Avant-Garde is back from Boom. I'm I'm excited about that with its eight issue. There you go. And the last issue of Faithless here as well. Um, our Brian Azzarello Boom Studios book with uh, the cool covers and the Tula Lote erotic covers and stuff like that as well. Uh, let's see here. We got Bloodshot number one. We talked about some spec on Bloodshot going to a series, and so we have this new version of Bloodshot. Written by our good friend Tim Seeley coming back, of course, on Valiant. Bloodshot is back with a few new thrilling tricks up his sleeve. No amount of high-octane explosions can keep Bloodshot from compete, competing, completing his new mission. Who is the mysterious Black Bar, and what do they want with Bloodshot? So we may get some new characters in this as well. So if you're at all into the Bloodshot world, um, you might as well jump on into that and see what's going to happen there. Um, is is this the... Are. Is this the one that um, our friends at Cowabunga have an exclusive retail That's variant right. for? That's right. That's exactly right. Bloodshot number one, the 2019 variant. Cowabunga Comics has solicited Tim Seeley uh, to draw a cover. I believe Seeley did that, right? Yes, it's a Seeley cover. So Seeley, not only the writer, but if you want Seeley to do a cover, um, there's a, a place to do it, and you got to reach out to Cowabunga for that. It's a really cool-looking one, too. Let's see here. Anything else jump out of me? Uh, let's see. I'll, of course, Trigger's a big fan of the $1.50 Alterna comics. we got Gods and Gears, number one of four, coming back from there. So, Alterna is apparently... Even I'm tired of, of, of the proliferation. They, they put too much out. I can't <laughs> but, keep up. But they're at least doing well enough that they're they're coming out with additional series and stuff here, so they're keeping trying. True. Eventually, something will catch fire. What's this plot? Plot number one from Vault. Uh, plot number one. Um, Michael Morikai and Tim Daniels, Josh Hickson on art. In order to, oh yeah, we looked at this during FLC. Oh yeah, we did look at this. Yeah, we yep. okay. I was I was wondering if it was something I hadn't seen before, but yeah, we saw this during FOC, didn't we? Yeah, trying to solve family murder and all that fun stuff. So, seems pretty cool. We got Relics of Youth, number one. Uh, again, from Vault. 
Matt Nichols, Chad Redman, Redman, um, Scratcher from Antarctic Press, uh, John Ward and Juan Romero. You know, Antarctic Press has cooled off, but could the could they strike again with something like this? Yeah, that seems kind of right. Yeah. Interesting. That's about it, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got as well. Yeah. Talking about? No, we don't care about strange lands. Never mind. All right, we got a lot of books coming out this week. My goodness. All right, Drew, but only one thing can be the pick of the week. What's the one book to make sure you go to your LCS and pick up this week? Uh, for me, it's Safe Sex number one. There you go. From Image. And if you're not going to pick up the uh, Cowabunga FOC, or the Cowabunga exclusive Bloodshot number one, I am, like I said, I've been talking all day about this White Trees number two and how low I think the print run's going to be and how much I think you need it. So I think you want this White Trees number two based on the fact that number one only sold 15000 two is going to sell less than that, and these are going to be hard to get when something eventually happens with this series. Gotcha. So we want you guys to make sure you're part of the podcast. If um, we missed a book here that you're like, no, guys, this is what the thing to have is, feel free to drop us a line at any of the Twitters, Facebooks, Instagram. All this stuff can be found at comicsforfunandprofit.com. Um, drop us a line there. Be part of the podcast. Or if you think I'm dead wrong on this White Trees thing and you think safe sex is not something that you want to be supporting, <laughs> issue one that is uh make sure you drop the line and be part of that so we thank you so much for joining drew and myself so for drew and for myself see you